welcome to the HJ Talks About Abuse podcast, the podcast where we talk about sexual abuse cases in the hope that it will assist listeners in openly discussing topics which have been ignored for too long. This podcast is brought to you by the abuse team at Hugh James. We are lawyers, so we tend to speak about the legal aspects of abuse cases, but we aren't too shy to speak up about the broader issues faced by survivors of sexual abuse too. We hope that you find it interesting, but more than that, if you are a survivor of sexual abuse, we hope that you find our discussion empowering. Hello, podcast listeners. My name is Alan Collins. I'm the partner who heads up the abuse team at Hugh James, and I'm joined by my colleague, Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Alan. And as always, at the start of these podcasts, I have to give a health warning because the content of these podcasts can touch upon sensitive matters because we're talking about very often child abuse, abuse generally. And these, of course, are subjects which can be upsetting and understandably people can get distressed. So this subject matter may cause you unhappiness or concern or you think you're going to get distressed. Well, maybe now's the time to go off and make yourself a cup of tea or do something else. Otherwise, please stay with us. Stay tuned in. So in this podcast, Danny and I are going to talk about the news report concerning Pope Benedict, who, as I understand it from the reports, has admitted providing false information to the German inquiry into clerical sexual abuse. And this was when he was the Archbishop of Munich way back in the late 1970s, early 1980s, and concerned apparently him failing to take action against full priests accused of sexual abuse. Yeah, and, and the thing that really struck me reading this is this involved four people involved within the church who then were allowed to continue in their positions without any sanction or any supervision when alarm bells had clearly been rung. And for anyone that was obviously impacted by this, this must be, you know, absolutely awful to realise that perhaps they could have been protected and they weren't because steps were not taken. And observers could say, here we go again, again and again and again, we get this issue of the Roman Catholic Church and other churches, it's not just the Roman Catholic Church, where those in positions of authority, whether it's a a bishop or whatever, just fail to pass on the reports of allegations and that I struggle to understand and it highlights the need for there to be mandatory reporting so that if there is an allegation, you report it to the police. You don't have the option. Or if you do decide not to report, then you must face the consequences. You know, listening to members of the clergy, and I don't know how representative this is or not, about mandatory reporting, they seem to have this confusing contradiction, which is all about you know, you have to forgive the sinner and you mustn't exclude the sinner from the church and so on. Well, I sort of say, fine, but, you know, that is your belief that safeguarding comes first. Exactly. You know, if that is your genuine belief that people who abuse children should be forgiven and brought back into the fold and so on, well, you know, if that's what you think, then fine, but safeguarding comes first. I struggle to understand why that's an issue. Completely. And, and, you know, and just in this snapshot of this case that now has now come to light, we had Pope Benedict back in 2010 saying that the church didn't act quickly enough or firmly enough to take the necessary action. 
that has an element of suggesting that there was an an unawareness, but actually almost 30 years before he was involved in what was exactly that, four allegations. And figures were released to say that this could have impacted, you know, around 3,600 people between 1946 and 2014. But as we always say, this is just going to be a snapshot of people that have disclosed there'll be many that haven't So, you know, the figures could be much, much more. And it's just so disappointing that yet again, this is coming out. And as you say, people will not be surprised, but person of in position of trust that people will have really looked up to has failed again. Yes, I think it just points yet again to the need for parliaments to say, and and, we're talking about the UK parliament here, um, because that's what we're interested in, there has to be mandatory reporting. So whether you're a bishop, a clergyman, a social worker, priest, teacher, whatever. You know, if you get an allegation, you report it. End yeah. of. Then, you know, maybe we can start to turn things around. Um, but until then, you know, I, I think we'll, the risk is that we'll continue to see these cases and these failings. Yeah, I agree. On that note, thanks, Danny. Thanks, listeners. As always, if you have any thoughts or questions or you'd like to discuss matters with us, please do not hesitate to get in touch. And as always, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of HJ Talks About Abuse. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favourite podcast player. If you'd like to speak to us about something you've heard today, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at aboutabuse at hjtalks.co.uk.